Learning Magical Podcast. I am your host, Tisha Richmond. On this show, I chat with educators and thought leaders from around the world to hear stories of how they are transforming teaching and creating unforgettable learning experiences because we all have our own special magic. Welcome to the Make Learning Magical Podcast. I have a very special guest and friend on the show today. Rodney Turner is a father, explorer, connector, blogger, podcaster, project manager at ClassLink. He has worn many hats in his time within education. He's been a technology integration specialist, a technology coach, a boys basketball coach, a classroom teacher for multiple public schools in Arizona. He's now living in New Jersey and he has shifted to project management. Rodney is blogging, podcasting, and looking forward to sharing more instructional strategies, tips, and tools through those channels. He has presented at local Arizona conferences like the GAF Summit and Mobile 2013, as well as national conferences like ISTE and FETC. His current goals are to make a difference in classrooms, districts, and individual lives by promoting his vision for cultivating proper and deep relationships with others. So excited to chat with you today, my friend. Welcome, Rodney. Hi, Tisha. <laughs> so good to have you on. Oh my goodness. I have, uh, we've chatted about having you on the podcast for so long. So I'm so glad we finally made it happen. Yes, finally. <laughs> finally. I'm here. <laughs> I, I know. I know. So for those listeners out there, I have to share with you my story of Rodney Turner because it was in 2014 that I was very new to this whole world of just connecting socially through like Twitter. I was not a connected educator. I had just discovered iPads and educational technology and was starting to kind of experiment and bring things into my classroom. And it was my second EdTech conference ever, Miami Device in Miami, Florida. Yep. And uh, MD14 is what we have uh, been known to call it um, in years, years following. But this conference I won. Like I had not been planning on going, but I'd seen this, this, comp, this, uh, I guess, contest come up in the summer to apply. Basically, you had to submit why you wanted to go to this conference and, and create something. And I did. And I, I ended up winning this conference. And I, I went and I was completely on my own. It was actually on my birthday weekend. So here I was across the country, all by myself on my birthday at this conference. Yeah. And I met Rodney Turner. And I don't know exactly like where it was at that conference that we met, but we ended up connecting and uh, ended up, it was my birthday yeah. and he was gathering some people together that he knew to go out to South Beach um, that evening. And I just happened to be in the circle of people talking. And I don't even know how I ended up in that circle, except I think, Rodney, I had met you earlier in the day, maybe it was at lunch or something. And somehow you brought me into that circle, I think is how that happened. So it was actually the day before the day okay. before the first day of the conference. So we all came okay. in on a Wednesday night. 
And okay. the first day of the conference was Thursday. On Thursday, we actually had a, um, it was a culinary tour. And that tour, we actually had to take a bus over to South Beach. And it was something that was that the, the hosts and hostesses had created. So <clears throat> we had talked earlier about getting on this, this place. And so what happened, it was actually on a bus. <laughs> it was okay. on a bus and we were near the back and you got to sit by a good friend of ours, uh, Brett. Do you remember Brett's yes, last name? Catlett. Yep. Brett Catlett. I mean, so that's when I actually got to meet Brett and you, and we were all in the back and we were just talking as we were doing, going, just, we were driving from Coconut Grove over to South Beach. Well, Anyway, that's when I found out that you were a culinary teacher. And it was like, okay. wow, that's awesome. We was listening to the different, your input, the different types of pro, uh, different types of uh, dishes that were made in different places we were going. And it was just amazing. But um, it was from there that I said, you know what? She's probably someone, she's by herself. So let's talk. We talked a little bit more on Friday. I'm like, what day was it? It was Friday. And so we, um, we got together with some friends and was like, let's go back to South beach. So we got an Uber. It was at that time that I was doing a podcast with a friend of mine, Ginny, Ginny Ashby from Australia. And we had (laughs) a really great time with our, we created an episode, uh, Uber podcast. (laughs) So that was, that was actually really cool. But we got to walk around and you're going to finish the story, aren't you? Uh, yes. I don't know where you're thinking. I'm go- thinking I'm going with the story. You so finish it. Let me go ahead and finish. So <laughs> that's when we had a great opportunity. We took a couple of pictures <clears throat> and one of the things that was going on on South beach at that time was a fashion show. And that fashion show, it was thousands of people. The roads were blocked. Um, and Jason Derulo was out there and we were just watching, looking and seeing what was going on. It was really cool, but we had to eat. We found this restaurant. It was the sitting was outside seating was outside. And so we got a table. It was really cool. But then we had this man come by and he was a magician of sorts. And so he decided to have these different cards and he was doing different tricks. And he asked, Tisha, what's his name? What's her name? She said, Tisha. He's like, oh, Tisha. <laughs> it's like, that's not what she said, but he was like, yeah, I, I am a teacher, but he's like, Tisha, Tisha. So he did his little magic trick and then she has a card. <laughs> she has a card that she brought from Miami and she kept it with her ever since then. And, you know, it was certainly an experience that I won't forget at all because there were a whole bunch of people that came together and we talked and have been talking since then. And we are all in different, all of us are in different places from 2014, all of us. So Mm -hmm. it, it was a great opportunity to, to be there and to experience Miami. I think it was my first time. Yeah. That was my first time in Miami. I was just absolutely blown away. So yeah. Yeah. It was such an amazing conference on so many levels, but 
you know, I tell in my story, uh, I, I, I wrote it in my book, I share it in my keynote, that 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 year was really pivotal for me. But that conference was really pivotal for me, because I had started to discover educational technology, and that there was this world beyond what I was living in and education in my own valley. That I, had, that I had been discovering. But what I really discovered at Miami Device was what it meant to have a professional learning network mm-hmm. and to start getting connected. Yep. And when I think about the people that we connected with that night um, and at that conference, you and Brent Catlett and Craig Badura and Michael Matera and Jenny you know, Ash, I mean, all of those people mm-hmm. have continued to be close and a very um, important part of my journey. And I remember, I mean, all of the moments um, that we connected at Miami Device kind of run together for me because we went two years in a row. So there was Miami Device 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes all of the, the, the events get a little blurry for me. And so I'm so glad you remembered that bus ride because when you said it, I remembered it, but mm-hmm. I forgot that that was when I actually met you. But one thing that I, I remember very vividly about Rodney is that I had been um, at like in the lunch area of this mm-hmm. conference. It's kind of, I mean, this conference was beautiful. It was at this beautiful private school, this beautiful courtyard where we would eat. And I think we had finished a meal. People were kind of mingling. And I was standing there by myself. And I was thinking, I think I'm just going to go back to my hotel room. Like, I just was feeling a little bit awkward. And uh, I'm not, by nature, a very extroverted person. Some people think that's weird because I seem like I might be extroverted at times. But I really am quite introverted. And so I was about to head back and I, uh, Rodney came up to me. And at this point we had met probably on that bus ride the the night before, like I said, all of the the order of things kind of get mushy for me, but Rodney came up to me, he grabbed me by the arm and he said, what are you doing standing there? Come meet some of my friends. And so he just brought me around and started introducing me to people and I've never forgotten that because that was really um, powerful for me in just understanding the importance of connection and the importance of really um, reaching out to the people in your in your sphere mm-hmm. that seem like they might be standing on the outskirts, whether that's in your district, whether that's at a conference, wherever mm-hmm. that is. And bringing them into the fold and and making them feel included and apart. And I think often about what would have happened if Rodney hadn't come up to me and I would have gone back to my hotel room. Would I, I would not have met so many people that day. I probably wouldn't have gone to South Beach and connected at a deep on a deeper level with all of you. I may not be at the point today where I am hosting a podcast. I mean, honestly, think about that. Like, think about if I wouldn't have connected and really found the power of a professional learning network at Miami Device, what a different turn that could have taken my journey. If I would have just gone back to Oregon and did my own thing and wouldn't have continued connecting 
it could have been a very different story for me. And so I, I think about that often and I share that often because I think it's powerful. And, um, and Rodney, I think in every social situation we've ever been at, I bring up that story and he's probably like rolling his eyes. like, oh, here she goes again, but it's true. And I think it's, it's so important. And so first of all, thank you, Rodney, for, for being such a, a important part of my story. And you guys have to know that Rodney and I are very close friends to this day. We chat on Voxer all of the time and, yeah. um, he has been a part of my journey since then, since 2014, and I'm so grateful. So, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about that, Rodney, about the power of connection, because I know that that is something that is uh, a lot of people that know, anybody who knows Rodney knows that he is a people connector. He's really great at connecting people together. And uh, I'd like you to maybe share a little bit about that and and is is that something that you just discovered somewhere around along your journey that 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 was important to you, or is that kind of your nature to connect people together? That is a great question. <clears throat> One of the things that actually it throws me back to is as a kid. Um, <laughs> So I, I've never really told this story before, but I, I think that I think it's important because you asked me what's the background and okay. essentially it's this. <clears throat> I was a person who really didn't care what was going on or anything else like that. I wanted to be a part of it. What's going on? Hey, what's that? Let's do this. Let's go do that. And I just really wanted to explore, explore world, explore the world. One of the things that I remember is I used to live on a farm. That's in air quotes, if you can't hear that. Um, a <laughs> farm in Kansas. And we had some other people that lived around us. Well, I loved exploring. And I went it, it pretty much a two-mile radius around my house I had explored. Two miles. And it was a lot of fun. But it also got to a point where um, – I would do it with some people and some other kids that were around. However, it, there came a day where I was told, you know, you don't know when to go away. And <laughs> I still get kind of choked up on that. But, you know, you're right. I didn't know when to go away. So that started me kind of thinking it first set me back and it's like, all right, fine. Then I'll just go by myself and do this and do that. So one of the things that really brought it forward to my mind is just as you said, is being a people person, being a connector. Because 2009, I decided to jump on Twitter. What's this? So I decided to start following people. Well, I mean, there is this place called Canada that I've been to and Toronto. Hey, I've been there. And then I started connecting with people from there and talking and asking questions. So what bubbled up was the simple fact that, you know what, there are people who want to do things like me. There are people who want, who have the passion to explore, who want to be able to know more. And that's what I started gravitating towards. 
when I started going to conferences the year before in 2013, I just wanted to see all these different people I had met online, Facebook, um, Twitter, because they had been giving me a lot of ammunition, a lot of resources. Let's say, let's use that word, a lot of resources in my classroom. And I had connected with them virtually through um, Skype and through uh, Twitter and th- just these different things. And it was amazing to me. So I got to meet them in person, face to face. So I thought, you know what? Who, who, who wouldn't want to meet these other people? That's when I started saying, hey, let's meet my, come meet my friend. And just to give a little bit more background, Miami Device was in November of 2014. And I went to ISTE in Atlanta. And that was the, actually the, that was the, Second time I'd been to ISTE and Atlanta. And so I knew the place. I knew I could walk around and see the different places. And that's when I really started saying, hey, come meet my friends. I can think of several different people that I said, you know what? Let's just walk and let's talk to people. And they're like, what do you mean walk and talk with people? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, hey. Hi, Michelle. (laughs) Hi, Amanda. (laughs) hi Adam (laughs) people are like you know them yeah they're people just like me well what I don't really know let's just go talk to people because that's what really education is about it's about talking to people it's about getting to know who they are and you know if you don't want to make it deeper if that's all you want to be at as far as like oh hey how you doing and ask questions every once in a while that's fine but for me I like to get, I like to make it a deeper relationship. Who are you? What do you think of um, when you're not working? What is it that you like to do outside of work? Those are the types of questions that I have because I want to know about people and I want to know about how you see the world. Okay. To me, that's very, very important. And here I, I know Tisha, I'd never met anyone from Oregon so it's like, oh, this is a win-win situation. Then she told me, oh, well, we live in the mountains. And I'm like, in the mountains? <laughs> what? Oregon mountains? Oh, that's right. There are some mountains there. So I decided to look it up. So it's just even more, it, it just expanded my knowledge of the world even more because there's someone who, see th- who sees things differently. My situation from Tisha's is completely different. So why wouldn't I want to connect? So mm-hmm. since 2014, we have been through a lot of, a lot of things. Um, 2014, Miami, Denver, yeah. back to Miami, Orlando. You were in Orlando for FETC, right? Yes, FETC. Okay. Mean, um, Philadelphia. Nash- uh, yeah, not Nashville, but uh, San Antonio. San Antonio, Yes. Um, so we've been to a lot of different places and the really neat part about that is that we have made additional connections. We've brought in more people into our group Mm -hmm. and we've expanded it even more. So just as you mentioned previously, we do talk on Voxer, a lot of us every single day, (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. we just can't keep up, but you know, I don't know about you, but after a little while of talking, just shop about education, about this and about that. It's like, okay, is there anything else? Is there anything Uh else? And so 
that's what helped me to, to know that people are actually people, you know, yeah. there are people, there are those that constantly send out or tweet out something about education every single day. Okay, great. I completely understand yeah. that and we'll follow it and we'll listen, but is there anything else? <laughs> yeah. Right. So the, that's me. And that's pretty much how I see I see about connecting of people being rejected, mm-hmm. which I hate. I hate being rejected, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it was a good, it was a good thing to be rejected and say, okay, mm, this is not the way that I'm supposed to go. Not the people mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be talking to. And so let's, let's find those that are actually a part of my personal learning network. Wow. I love, I love that you shared that story, Rodney. Thank you so much because I think that that is such an important thing um, to really think about is how we can make people feel like they truly are a part. And that, that moment in your childhood where, you know, I'm sure that that was so hurtful, you know, to you and and you can tell like you still like to this Mm -hmm. day, get choked up just thinking about how hurtful that was. But for you to take that circumstance and to say, you know what, I don't want anyone else to feel this way. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do something about it and make sure that everybody feels like they are connected and apart. And, you know, I remember as you were talking about ISTE, it made me remember how, after Miami device, you know, we continued to chat via Voxer with the, we called them MD14, uh, some of the people that went to that conference. And that was really powerful to really get to, to know people on a deeper level through those conversations on Voxer. And Voxer mm-hmm. has continued to be really important um, in my journey as far as connecting with people. That's how we, we connect now. Um, but what I remember is that prior to my very first ISTE, which my very first ISTE was at Denver, I think it was Denver, um, yeah. you had started a Voxer group for people that were going <laughs> to ISTE. And so I think that was Denver 2015. Was that yes. the year that that one uh, was? Actually, please forgive me. Denver was 2016. Okay, so maybe I. Okay. Did you go, did you go to Philadelphia? Philadelphia was 2015. Mm-mm. Okay. No, so it was Denver that was my very first one, and so I remember yeah. um, you having this Voxer group, and you were just like adding people that you knew into this Voxer group. Everybody that you knew that was going to ISTE, like come to this Voxer group. We're going to all talk about how to navigate ISTE because ISTE is just a beast as far as like so big, hard to know even how to tackle it Mm because there's so many opportunities, so many things that you can do. And, um, and so I joined this Voxer group because Rodney brought me in and started learning about ISTE Mm -hmm. and what I needed to do to prepare and all of these things. And, and that I remember made my first ISTE experience so much more, um, like I was ready for it when it finally came because I had all these conversations with people that were giving tips on how to approach your first ISTE and I started meeting people. And so then when I went to ISTE, I actually got to meet face to face these people that were in the Voxer group. And so just another another example of how, you know, you have brought people together and and how um you know you've influenced my my own 
journey. And so I think it, I think it's just so amazing. And I love, I love that you shared that. And, you know, I think about right now and this, (laughs) this world that we're living in with COVID-19, I mean, oh my goodness, it's just thinking about all of the changes that have happened in the last couple of months is kind of mind blowing. Um, But that goes back, it keeps coming back to connection. When I talk to people, I talk to teachers, when I talk to students, it's like that is really one of the most important things right now, whether it's in a work education environment Mm -hmm. or whether it's in our personal environment, we have to continue to stay connected because we... I mean, we, no one wants to live in isolation and when you are, you know, having to social distance and you are sheltered in place, it's, it's, you have to get really creative on what that looks like and how you can, you can continue those, those connections. And so I, I'm just wondering for you, um, what have you done? I mean, I know Voxer's one of them because I know you've stayed connected <laughs> through Voxer. But what are some of the things that you are doing to help you um, continue to stay connected with people and to avoid that that sense of isolation that we can all tend to feel after a while? So I will admit, um, I think it was the second week I was at my desk, I was working and I think a a song came on and I just burst out crying. I I did. And, (laughs) and that was difficult. It was difficult because I realized, and I, I kept saying to myself, this is not going to be two weeks. This is not going to be two months. This is not going to last for a very short time. It's going to last for a long time, period. And I've been saying that to myself and other people are like, oh yeah, this will be over. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's not folks. It's not. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy going to the office because it gets me out of my, my comfort zone. It puts me into our, um, a place where I get to talk to people And I mean, that's what I do for a living as well is to talk to people, but you know, it's different when you can see them face to face. So as I sat at my desk crying, because I realized that there's this huge weight of, okay, this is going to be drastically different from what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. I I cried for like 10 minutes and it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. Rodney, let's get it together. Let's breathe. Let's just let it go. And that's, that was just getting in touch. But then it's like, okay, what now? What do I need to do now to make sure that I'm going to be okay? Because I live by myself. Um, Family's in different places. My friends Mm -hmm. don't live here. So what am I going to do? What I decided that I, what I decided to do is to start reaching out to those that I haven't been reaching out to. So I have um, different friends who live in different parts of the country. So I'll send them a text message. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, Rodney, I haven't heard from you for a while. How are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. What's How are you taking care of yourself and your family? It's like, okay. So first of all, communicating with those that I haven't been able to talk to. Mm-hmm. Second is figuring out a different way to work, to talk to people. 
and a time that I could do that I could do it. So now I have a weekly call with some friends, not a weekly call, excuse me, a monthly call, a check-in and we do um, video chats and we talk, Mm -hmm. Hey, what's going on? What about this? What's about that? How are you doing? And it's, it's a check-in. I also make sure that I have those calls with my family my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent two hours on Sunday with talking to my mom. Yes, it was mother's day, but I've done it before. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just mother's day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was really good. I talked to my sister because she's huge part of my life as well. She was supposed to be coming out here tomorrow and in um in this area for in new jersey for like a like about a week but she she hasn't since all travel has stopped from her company so reaching out to people talking to them on boxer now um there's also this weekly thing that we've been doing called a virtual trivia that our friend jennifer casa todd is running and we love it it's every tuesday at 8 p.m eastern time and we absolutely love it because we get to also communicate and talk with other friends from around the country that she knows. So we have a lot of mutual friends and, you know, there's a competition aspect, but it, it, it certainly helps when you win, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's not about winning is what we're told. It's not about winning. It's about the, the relationships and getting to know other, yeah. other people, which we do. So, um, I'm on a team with another friend, uh, another mutual friend of Tisha and I, uh, Rochelle, Rochelle DeNapo. And we we have a lot of fun. We're both on Voxer. And we also added a brand new person to our team, Krista, from Montana. So we have Montana, um, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and South Carolina on our team. So all of That's us communicate awesome. and we talk. We talk during the game and it helps to, some would say, cut the monotony, but also you can banter with other teams <laughs> on, through the chat. So that's one of the things that I do. And another thing that I have the wonderful opportunity to do, and, and that is actually I work with my church. Mm. I'm, on the, I'm on the communications team. And with being on the communications team, you have to communicate. You have to talk to people. So what do I get to do? I get to gather information. I get to put it into the newsletter and send it out to people. Some are like, um, hey, I didn't get on the mailing list. Okay, I add you to the mailing list. Oh, we have this pantry that's been going on. So last Sunday, I also went and helped out in the pantry. And we took some pictures. We posted them on social media. And it was great. It was great because we know that we're working for people to build those relationships. We've, I've, it's been, it had been a little bit since I had been over there, but it was just like we hadn't, um, I hadn't been there. I mean, it was just like I'd been there, continuing to be there. Mm-hmm. But also, what I get to do is, uh, you've heard of these different virtual church sessions, church services, mm-hmm. and that's what I get to do. I get to be a part of that, those sesh, those services. And I have the opportunity to um, put in the information that I need to. I also <laughs> run, help run sound as well as videos that need to pop up. That's what I get to do. Mm-hmm. And it's been very, very helpful. But also, I know it's a bit much, but I also have, there's, there's like midnight prayer sessions. 
that I've been a part of, two of them. And I get to help run with that. So it's a lot of preparation, preparing, talking to different people and making sure things run smoothly. I think that, no, I don't think it, I know, I know <clears throat> if you're on video, you'd see me, but I know that this is the reason why I'm in, I am where I need to be because as particular I am, as I am with flow and appearance, it has drastically helped just the way things are, are, are running, not just in my church, but also in everything else around me, period, because I stop, I pay attention to how I'm feeling, and then I adjust. Part of the whole work balance that a lot of people are having issues with, well, since I'm home now, I can work a little bit longer. Well, really? Because that that's not good for you as far as balance is concerned, especially if you mm-hmm. have a family. But it also makes it much more difficult for me because, you know, I could be at my computer until 9, 10 o'clock at night working on different projects. But I choose not to because the next day I'm going to be right back at it. Right. So I have these different pieces of things that I, I get to do. Um, when I'm going to add two more things. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we first started this whole staying at home, shelter in place, I started cooking and I decided to channel my inner Tisha. What would she do with these different pieces? And I had a lot of fun with it. And then I realized that I don't have enough dishes. (laughs) I don't have enough dishes. I don't have enough um, cabinet space to do all the things that I need to do. So I've learned that I love chopping. I've, I've figured out different ways to cut my onions so that way I'm not crying. I learned about the rough <laughs> chop. I've learned about the dice. I learned about Julianne. I learned. Wow. So it, it's been a lot of fun doing that. I've learned that you don't cook with plastic, okay? <laughs> don't cook with plastic. Um, if you do cook with plastic, make sure that it's just baking and you don't put that in the oven. Because, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that I oh. melted something. I haven't oh, melted okay. anything. Okay, I thought you learned this by experience. Okay. <laughs> no, but I completely understand that plastic is is something that's not good. So I have some wooden I have some wooden um cookware, which is good. <laughs> Cooking utensils, spoons. Yes. Anyway, I, I forgot the term for it. But I anyway. love that. So that's been a lot of fun, but also I've learned that when you freeze onions, it's important that you drain off the liquid once they thaw. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't, your recipe is going to be kind of runny because of all the extra extra uh, liquid that's there. So I've turned this into an experience of cooking. And I say that because one of the things that was important to me is that my father um, passed away in 2007 and I wasn't close to him at all. As a matter of fact, Mm. he was an absentee father. Mm. But once I started posting these different pictures about, Oh, Hey, I made spinach quiche. Oh, I made an onion tart. Oh, I made um, Egyptian lentil and potato soup, or I made fennel soup. People, my, my family was like, my extended family, my paternal side were like, really, you, you did that. 
It's just like your dad. And I, I completely understand that. And I can see that. So I, I guess it's a connection with something that I never really had a connection with. And the other thing wow. too, is just being able to just understand who I am. I love gardening. Mm-hmm. I love gardening. So uh, before we even got on the, on started recording, I had to show Tisha my brand yes. new hyponics, hydroponics um, setup because it's so cool. You know, you know it, I wanted to grow some of these different um, herbs that I was using because, you know, have to get out. No, I don't want to get out. And then you eat it all up. And so it, it's just <laughs> the process of having something that's fresh and green. I love plants. So I'm not one to go overboard with plants, but I do have orchids. I'm trying to grow a garlic right now. It's still hidden, but we're going to see what happens with that. But anyway, I just have, I've learned about myself and understanding a little bit more of how to deal with this stress. Mm. One of the things, just really quickly, one of the things that I read today was a friend of ours, Mandy, put out an Mm. article that talked about stress and how do we cope with it. And it kind of got me because I realized that how did I actually deal with that stress that was of all these things that are going on? Well, I, I deal with it differently because I have, I take it internal and when I take it in, then I have to wrestle with it. And if I don't wrestle with it and understand what's going on in my own head, then it's going to be, it's going to become chronic. And that's what Mm -hmm. Mandy wrote about is chronic stress and the impact that it has on the brain and on the body. Mm -hmm. Believe me, believe you me, I lived with Mm -hmm. chronic stress for easily four years because I wanted to control something I had no business to control. So with this situation that's going on, I can't control what the government says. I can't control going outside or, or those different Mm -hmm. things like that. Now, what I can control is how I react to it. So I just decide to react to it by going to work, having some type of balance cooking, gardening, taking my walks when I can, <laughs> researching this these dark green clouds that are that are coming in really quickly. <laughs> just take the time to figure out yeah. what's around and what's going on. And that's just me myself. My my thought process is if I were to have my family living with me and around, what would I do then? Well, get to know them, play some games. Mm-hmm engage them in conversations because that is what's really going to help you to know who they really are and Mm -hmm. to get through the situation to make it go, make it go by faster. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. That, oh my goodness, Rhonda, you touched on so many amazing things that I don't even know where to start. (laughs) This is so awesome. Like I'm going to have to reflect on this for a while. (laughs) I'll get get back to you on Voxer. (laughs) Do I get two episodes? (laughs) You need two episodes. Yes, because I didn't even, we didn't even have a chance to have you share your story and journey into education because I just kind of like, I just took it a totally different direction. And and I, I, I knew that that would be this way, which is awesome because we have, 
we have so much of a story and just in just how we uh, met and, and got to know each other. And you have so many amazing things to share, but I love some things that you just said. I mean, just that power of of connecting and with pe- with people that maybe you hadn't connected with in a while. It, it made me when you were sharing that it reminded me of uh, just about three weeks ago. I think I shared this with you. I connected with my college friends and I had been connected through Facebook, all but one of them. There's seven of us. I had been connected with on social media, but not really actively connected. I just knew they were there. Uh, And so one day I was like, you know what? We, we used to do a college reunion every single year, every single year, since the year we graduated from college, we would get together. A different person would host it every year. We'd go to different people's homes and we'd spend a weekend and we would have like this full evening where we just shared our stories of the prior year and caught up. And it was amazing. And we hadn't just because of life circumstances, um, we hadn't met in about five years. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to send an instant message on Facebook to all of them and just let's set up a Zoom yep. chat because I mean that's how we're all communicating right now. So why not? Why don't we just connect and we can catch up? And we did about three I don't think it was about two or three weekends ago. Uh, we connected on Zoom. One is all the way in the Netherlands. And she was wow. able, we had to pick a time where the time zone would match. Like it was <laughs> it was nighttime for her. It was morning for us. And we must have chatted for three or four hours and did the same thing that we would have done if we had a college weekend. I mean, we would just sit around and just talk and share stories. And it was amazing. And it, and it made me think about, you know, I have had the opportunity to do that for the past five years. We could have hopped on a Zoom chat, but there's something about this time right now that is making that feel a little bit more urgent. And, Mm -hmm. and, and it's coming to our attention more that we just need to connect with the people in our lives that um, mean something to us and that we maybe haven't connected with in a long time. And I also love that you brought up, you know, the opportunity to serve and how you're working Mm -hmm. with your church to serve others and how powerful that is when we can engage in something that is, we know is going to help others. And I I love that you're doing that and it, and that gives you that sense of purpose, you know, to be able to, to disengage from your work life and go, do something else mm-hmm. to be able to, to serve others in that capacity. I think that is really powerful. And I also love that you are finding things that bring you joy. And I think about that cooking and how you didn't even realize the connection with your father, but it took other relatives to to, to hear what you were cooking to make that connection and, and how powerful that is and really helping you to understand who you are right. and, and your roots, you know, mm-hmm. I think that is incredible. And that, you know, you're bringing in the gardening and all of these things that, that you can really find joy in right now. And so I think all of those things are, are really, really powerful and, and really great advice to all of us who are, are yearning for that connection and trying to find ways um, to connect and really um, pro- provide balance for ourselves and self-care right now. I think you just gave us a lot of ideas on, on how to do that. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just stems from what 
what I've learned and what I'm going through because don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like that. There are moments where I just like, it's not like I'm always on all day because I'm not, there Mm -hmm. are days that I will sit actually lay in bed (laughs) and Mm -hmm. watch, watch documentaries. I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but just watch documentaries. I'm not, about a show. I'm not a show person. Oh, I've got to watch this latest movie. I'm not about that, but I like documentaries. I like getting information, but there are mm-hmm. days where I won't get out of bed until, you know, 11, 12, one o'clock, not during yeah. work days, not during work days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not during work days. So, but you know, I, I will, I guess it's on Sunday on Sunday. I will stay yeah. in bed that long <laughs> because you know, it's just like, I've got to, I've got to have that downtime and yeah. being just, as I mentioned by myself, it's, I have a lot of time to be down and a lot of time to think for myself. So if anything as well, if you can't find time to be away, then you need, to, and you're finding yourself stressed. You have mm-hmm. to find that time. You have to yeah. find that time to step away. Hey, I'm going to be over here for this amount of time. Please allow me this space to create that boundary. Mm-hmm. When you create yeah. that boundary, then you give yourself, you're, you're actually giving yourself grace as well as a time mm-hmm. to reflect and to recharge. Yeah. So that's going to be so, so very important. So yeah. very important, especially during this time, because we could constantly have the TV on or listening to this or listening to that or looking through the memes so mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I've decided, you know what? I've got to stop. I've got to stop looking at all this stuff that's going on. Keep mm-hmm. my ear out, but don't dive into it. So yeah. it this is this time has helped me to be more centered and mm-hmm. to really know what's important to me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That gives me, gives me so much to think about. I know it's going to give our listeners so much to think about too. And, you know, I'm going to, like I said, I could talk to you for another hour. I have so many things that I still want to chat with you about. So we're definitely going to have to have another, another episode where we can dive into those things for sure. Yes, absolutely. But I just want to ask you this one question and it's, it's kind of a big question. So I don't know. We'll see. But the question is, you know, we're in we're in the middle of COVID-19 right now. Um, we really don't know. Like you said, you've basically told yourself this is this is going to be a while. <laughs> like this is not something that's going to end soon. And so I am wondering as as we're in it and as both of us are educators and seeing how this is all unfolding in the world of education across our nation and world what what is a prediction that you have of, about the impact of COVID nineteen and how it is going to shift education? I mean, I know that's a really big question, but just wondering your thoughts um, right now on some changes that you think might come from it. So my very first thought is we've been talking a lot about education and how it's broken. It's different. Mm -hmm. Here's my thought. It's, it's not broken. It's different, but Mm -hmm. education itself is a mirror of our culture. 
It's a mirror mm. of our society. And one of the things that is going to be very, very important for all of us to take away from this, and that is how are disadvantaged, how mm. are <clears throat> are um, trying to think of the proper terms because I, I usually don't jump into them, but how are mm-hmm. dis- how are disadvantaged children? do not have the ability or the access to the education. There's my quotes again, to the education Mm -hmm. that we think that they should have. Yeah. However, however, they are learning something. They are learning what their family is showing them. They are learning Mm -hmm. the world in general and how it's actually acting and how it Mm -hmm. treats them. They are learning what's truly important to, Mm -hmm. to, to be successful. So Mm -hmm. my prediction is kind of an interesting one. (laughs) I I kind of toyed with this and whether or not I should share it, but you know what you asked me and I'm going to share it. My prediction is simply this. The chasm is going to get deeper unless we have people who are going Mm -hmm. to reach across if we're talking mm. about making sure that they have computers at home to be able to see and to access the um, the content like everyone else does, then we need to be able to also educate, not whole educate whole families. We have to mm-hmm. educate whole families. Yeah. But we have to educate whole families in the way that is going to be efficient and productive for them. And in order to do that, we have to have the relationships. Um, I see this more and more and more about with uh, different principals who talk about getting and talking about relationships. You know, there's a term that goes, that's going around talk that says trauma informed. I have an issue with that term. And the reason why I have an issue with that is because sure, you can be trauma informed, you know that these children go home and get beat every day. You know that they go home and they don't talk about school because they're taking Mm -hmm. care of their family or mom and dad don't show up because they're doing who knows what you Mm -hmm. sure you know all about that, but how does Mm -hmm. that change your actions to them? So the first reactions that people had, Oh, we're going to be on lockdown is to be greedy. Okay. That was our first reaction. And you can tell it by Mm -hmm. the stores. You could tell it by just their reactions. You can also tell it now things are starting to open up. They're just hoarding, not hoarding. They are um, swarming. That's the word I'm looking for. They're swarming beaches. They're swarming the parks. Mm -hmm. They're, they're taking advantage. Oh, I can do this now. This is what I'm going to do. What are you, what is that saying to our children? What is that saying Mm -hmm. to others that are around us? What's more important? Is it others or is it ourself? Mm -hmm. So students are actually seeing, seeing that play out. So as far as education is concerned, education is sure. It's a, a national thing, but it's more, it's much, much more of an individual school, school 
and district thing. So we have to, as a society, we have to make sure that whatever message we intend on sending and want to send is actually the message that we're sending. And number two, the children and the families who need support, who need relationships, who need the the proper support for themselves to be better, that they do get it. And mm-hmm. education as we see it with our computers and our and our devices will be there, but we also have to provide, we have to provide that access and we have mm-hmm. to provide the and be equitable with it across the mm-hmm. board, no matter what. Sure, I hear districts, oh yeah, we provide, we provide devices to everyone and we made sure that we told everyone. Did you? Did you go to mm-hmm. their houses? Did you knock on their doors? Did you meet with mm-hmm. mom and dad? It's that type of grassroots. Yeah. It's that type of individual effort that we have mm-hmm. to have in order for education to even have a chance. Mm-hmm. So wow. um, that that's how I see it. But I also know too, it, it is also, again, an individual effort. We have to place some responsibility on, on parents. And so, yeah, we do, making sure that we understand what our children are trying to learn and probably putting our own spin on it. But that's, yeah. that's the beauty of this opportunity in this time is that, sure, yeah. students are learning the core, common core stuff. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, they need to learn it how we learned it. Okay. That's another way. The world Mm. is not seen only through your eyes, the world in multiple different ways. And we as individuals have to see and have, have to see that. And Mm. it would be best that we respect it. Mm -hmm. Just tolerate, but to respect. Yeah. That is an interesting way of looking at it. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So, wow. I'm glad I asked that question, Rodney. I'm glad I did because I always love your perspective and, and your, your wisdom. And I could talk uh, for a long time um, about what you just said, but one powerful quote um, stood out to me that you said, and that is the chasm is going to get deeper unless we have people that can reach across. I mean, that is pretty profound. And I think that that's something that we all can really be thinking about. And um, really, how can we focus on the relationship piece, like you said, because that is huge. And how can we truly make sure that all students have access to education and that we, um, we are thinking about equity because I think that without that, I, I think you're right. The chasm is is going to get deeper. And so thank you so much, Rodney, for sharing. I, I just appreciate you so much and uh, appreciate your friendship. So thank you for the impact that you have made on my journey. And um, we'll definitely have another conversation on this podcast again, because we have a lot more to talk about, my friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm so, so glad we've had this opportunity. And I also want to say this, Tisha, thank you so very much for, um, for sharing your magic, for sharing mm-hmm. everything that you've done, because, you know, 
everything that has happened is because you've made that choice to reach out and to say, Hey, this is what I've done. You've written a book. (laughs) You have made podcasts. You have made an incredible, an incredible impact on every single person that gets to talk to you as well as every single person that's read your book. So, you know, I also appreciate that, um, that we also have, have a friendship. It's, it's just something that is definitely unique. So thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Rodney. You literally are making me, I literally have tears in my, in my eyes and that means, means the world to me. And, and again, for your support and your influence along the way, I, I don't know really where, um, where I'd be in my journey. So, so thank you so much. Um, I know our listeners are going to definitely want to connect with you. So how can we find and connect with Rodney Turner? So you can connect with me um, at Techie Turner, T-E-C-H-Y-T-U-R-N-E-R, Twitter, um, Voxer. (laughs) I'm kind of particular about Instagram and Facebook. So, you know, once we develop a relationship, <laughs> then I will certainly be glad to let you into my, my Facebook and Instagram. But I'm, I'm a little bit more protective. But, you know, it's part of those boundaries that people talk about. I have a lot of friends. Yeah. But, you know, at Techie Turner is certainly uh, a good way to, to reach out to connect with me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rodney. And look forward to the next, the next time we get to chat. All right. Thank you, Tisha. Appreciate it. Have a magical day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Make Learning Magical podcast. I hope you were inspired by this episode and encouraged to find new ways to bring magic into teaching and learning. You can connect with me on Twitter at Tish Rich, Instagram at Tish Richmond, or on my website at tisharichmond.com. Please use the hashtag MLMagical to share thoughts about this episode. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and tune in next week for another magical episode.